Welcome back, guys, to another Digital Leaders podcast. The 2020 series of the Digital Leaders podcast, we kick off talking about how coronavirus is affecting e-commerce and tips to weather the storm. Today, we speak to Dale Traxler, the VP of Commerce Solutions at RightPoint, a digital agency with offices throughout the US. Let's get started. And if you want any more podcasts around this subject, please do email us on our website, www.digitalleadersclub.co.uk. What an interesting time to start our podcast back up again for 2020. We find ourselves at the start of the widespread pandemic. And today we are talking to Dale Track, VP of Commerce Solutions at RightPoint. Dale is a seasoned digital commerce entrepreneur and sales and marketing executive with a deep history of success in selling and implementing e-commerce solutions. He's currently managing the commerce solution practice area for RightPoint, a leading digital marketing agency with offices all throughout North America. Dale, great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing at the moment and what's it like over there in the U.S.? Well, thank you, Jack. I appreciate you bringing me on. I, I think it's chaotic just like it is in the U.K., uh, we're somewhat shut down and people are being very cautious. I think we've gone into pan- a little bit of a panic mode some places and other places in denial, depending on you know what age group you're in and where you are regionally in the U.S. There's a lot of different levels of chaos at the moment, I would say. I'm doing great personally, healthy and secure and ready to take it on. Yeah, I think that's the same mindset as most people, just kind of bring it on and try and weather the storm as best as possible, I guess. But I think, you know, from speaking to a lot of leaders within digital and e-commerce throughout this week, a lot of them haven't experienced these sorts of periods before. I think the last one we probably kind of experienced was the last recession back in 2008. And I know you wrote, um, that's how I, you know, I reached out to you the other day, um, just in relation to your article, which you wrote. What are we seeing at the moment in the world of e-commerce, especially over the last couple of weeks and the last last couple of months? Well, I think certainly in the last month, e-commerce leaders are, are evaluating the safety of their employees and their workspace looking at their supply chains and trying to analyze the effect on their customers. I, I think those are the three key, key areas they're worried about. I mean, I know a lot of U.S. brands and, and e-commerce companies have just shut down because they're concerned about you know, their own ability to, to have a safe workplace for their employees or, or, or their employees are concerned or vice versa. So we see some segments that are completely shut down. We see other segments that are massively overloaded because they're trying to fulfill products that are staples and critical to people. So I think it goes all over the map depending on who your customer base is and what products you sell and then also just the philosophy of the, of, of the company itself. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of different behaviors. Certainly it's chaos. Uh, a lot of companies trying to figure out how to work virtually and they're not used to doing that. Others have been doing it for years and it's it's a little more sane for them. I think it also has to do with who's doing your fulfillment. Do you have your own warehouse? Are you big enough to, to do your own fulfillment? Or are you outsourcing that to a 3PL or Amazon or, or something along those lines? So there's no universal answer, Jack. Who do you think would be the winners at the moment just from, from what you're seeing either over the next couple of months or throughout the whole year? Well, I, I hate the term winners. I don't like to think of anybody in this situation worldwide as, as coming out as a winner. I, I think it's more a matter of, of serving your customers and, and meeting their needs and hoping that you can keep your business alive now and in the future. I think the, the businesses most likely to succeed are selling things that people really are concerned that they're gonna, there's going to be a shortage of or they're mission critical you know, to their lives, uh, food, you know, medical supplies. You also have things you know, that you don't think about every day, like my gym closed and I couldn't work out and I panicked and had to go hunting down 
a bench and weightlifting equipment, and, <laughs> you know, home fitness equipment and things like that. And there, there's, yeah, no we've done that as well. I mean, you know, so I, I think it just depends on, uh, again, what you're serving. Certainly anybody that is, is delivering goods and services that people are concerned that they may not be able to get if they're locked down for, you know, a period of time, you're going to benefit. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen what Amazon did here in the U.S., but they've stopped taking shipments of any new products or any products at all, replacement or new, that isn't what they consider to be essential. Um, oh, wow. So they're not they're not bringing in clothing, you know, none of that stuff. It's they're focused on food, they're focused on medical supplies, and they're just not accepting it in their warehouses because they need to be able to deal with the staples that people need. Uh, originally, and and they're planning to hire a hundred thousand people in the United States to to help provide those services, and then they would replace the the restock of uh, the the non-essential items with essentials. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of other companies take that mentality. Like, what are people needing right now? Can I source it? Can I sell it? Can I pivot my business quickly enough to take advantage of that? So, if you want to call that a winner, I think it's yeah. a survivor. I, I don't exactly. think it's a question of winner. So. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're going to see is is people doing that. So I, if I were an e-commerce operator, which I was, you know, in the last recession, you know, I think you've just got to be able to make very quick adjustments to your business and be willing to do so. And whether that's people working at home, finding a different fulfillment method, which is a challenge because that takes time or finding the products to serve clients better. So, you know, the other thing that you've got to do is make sure you're communicating with your clients. If your hours are reduced you know, and you're going to have trouble fulfilling things in the time frame that customers are used to, you need to communicate that. If your inventory is backordered and you don't have something, make sure you keep your inventory viable on your website. I, I think that's super critical because people are going to be, if they order something, they're going to expect it. And if they find out three days later, you didn't really have it, they're always going to be mad, but they're going to be really pissed in a situation like this if it's something that they're counting on and they couldn't get locally. So over-communicate, consider safety, and find products that, you know, the customers you serve are buying today. So I, I think that's what the key is to survival and, and having a, a business that's viable after however long this takes to sort itself out. And um, what would you say the opportunities are at the moment? Well, again, I, I think it, the opportunity is hopefully you know your customers and you can make sure you have the products that they're, they want to buy right now at a fair price and that you can actually make delivery if you offer it. Do you want to go out and really seek new customers at this point? I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. If they find you because you have something that's useful, that's that's a good thing. So I think the opportunities are just to be clear about what you have, what you're selling, and offering it at a fair price, and then you know, cap communicating well with your clients so that you keep your brand in a positive mind space, and if anything, accentuate your brand with good service and people remember you once they get through this shit that you did something useful to them. There's been a few people who have been talking about either reducing the marketing spend or increasing it. I mean, what would you advise a lot of marketeers at the moment, you know, who are looking at their figures and seeing decrease of sales, decrease of conversion, what they should be doing moving forward? Uh, you know, that's a great question. And I, again, I, I don't think there's a universal answer. I believe you follow the data. And if the data indicates that things are not working, you either need to try something new or you know, shut that channel down for the time being. I personally probably wouldn't be looking for new customers right now uh, if I if I weren't selling something mission critical. I, I think it's naive to think if you sell something, I don't even know what the right product space would be, but, you know, a luxury brand goods kind of a site to think that you're going to go out and find new customers right now is naive. Um, so, 
you, you just need to think about who you're serving and do they have the money to, to, to buy your products? Are they even paying attention to the fact that they, they would you know, potentially use them? So if I'm selling something like a luxury item, I would totally probably shut down my marketing practically and accept the fact that this is going to be a tough time. And, and is there anything I could sell to those people that you know, they would need right now uh, as opposed to a, a new Michael Kors bag or whatever, you know, pick your favorite item? And, and as I say that, there will people be people who have more time and can go ahead and, and shop. So the question becomes, do you want to spend money to do that or not? You know, if you have essential items that serve a, a clientele and you, you have things other people wouldn't have, you know, you might want to flip the switch and make sure that everybody can see that you have it. So just very situational, look at the data and, and you know, make decisions based on what you're seeing in terms of your traffic and uh, bounce rates and you know, all the normal KPIs you would pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's interesting because compared to the last downturn, this time everyone's at home. So everyone's in front of their screen. So I guess it's a kind of catch-22. People don't really want to spend the money, but at the same time, your audience are there at their screen. So I guess with some brands, it would be a balance in that. I, I think it is. And it's partly what's your brand? What do you want your brand to reflect? I, I mean, I think it's very personal at this point and people are emotional and you have to be careful about that. I mean, if you're trying to find information about COVID, do you want a luxury good ad splashing across your screen, even though you might've bought it two months ago? I don't know. Some people might take offense to that. So I think you have to be careful about that. That's a brand voice question. How do you want your brand to be perceived? So just be careful where you're, where you're doing your ad spend, I guess it would, would be what I would say to that. Because brands can get damaged if people perceive you're taking advantage of them or, or price gouging or, you know, any of those kinds of things that can that can hurt you in a time like this because people are super emotional. Just be aware of that. What would you say the effects are in the short term and long term? Obviously, we don't know how, how long this thing is going to be, but it would take a, a short term perspective of it in the long term. What would you say the effects will be? Well, I think life will be different. I think for people who serve people that work in a home environment, I believe more people will work out of the home in the future coming out of this. I think some of the companies that were dipping in virtual will realize that people actually can be affected. Some set of their employees can be very effective working away from home, and, and others are going to find that's not feasible or possible. But at least the awareness that you can work from home is, is probably uh, educational. I, I think right points a case in point. Uh, a lot of our folks have never worked at home and they're adjusting, but they're also going, hey, maybe there's some opportunities to do some things I hadn't thought about, you know, for, as a result of this. So I think there'll be an example where they will lax their policy of having to come into the office whenever this all ends. So, you know, there, there's opportunities that will arise from that. There's uh, more e-commerce opportunities than ever. I mean, let's be real. If you're a struggling storefront now, you're going to go out of business. You know, if this lasts for six months, you're done. So the online is the, the channel that is going to drive more people to buy. And grocery stores are going to benefit because people are going to realize it's easier to order and then pick up as opposed to wandering through a store. So I think a lot of, a lot of paradigms are going to shift for people in their buying patterns. Uh, and I think businesses need to be ready to, to deal with that. I mean, there's certain sets of products that are are going to become staples that people never thought of before, whether it's hand sanitizer or wipes or all those kinds of things. You never probably had wipes in your car. And now a huge portion of people have got it in every vehicle they own and, you know, they use them all the time. So I, I think that's going to become more of a habit that people are just going to be paranoid for a really long period of time. 
So, you know, look at the products you're selling with your customers. I, I go back to the customers. I'm, a, I'm big into customer experience and understanding who you sell to. And if you know your customers, put yourself in the mindset, do some research and realize what they're probably buying today and make sure that you have those products and that you're serving that well. Maybe it's even just educational things. I think we'll see more and more sites, and I'm already seeing this with brands and, and even retailers trying to provide uh, you know, more lifestyle information, more relevant information around how the products can be used, how they can be used to improve your life. You know, all those kinds of those kinds of storytelling. So I think we'll see some of that come out of this with the companies that, you know, have benefited or survived, you know, as this is all evolved. That's kind of my gut feeling. Pay attention to your customer. Take care of your employees. Make sure you have the right products. You know, I learned in the last recession, cash is king. There's going to be a lot of companies who may have forgotten that. Uh, and if you don't have a, a line of credit available or you don't have cash in the bank right now, it could be it could be a tough time. Coming out of the last recession, we all realized how important cash was. If you have cash right now and you want to add a product line, you'll be in a position to do it. If you're cash poor and the products in your inventory are not the things people want to buy, you're in a quandary. You know, it, it kind of goes back to basic business, but sometimes we forget about it. We get lost in the latest trend and, oh, well, the business has changed forever. We'll never need that. And then suddenly you kind of do. Learning experience for everybody. And just in terms of any digital leaders or e-commerce leaders out there who are running teams at the moment and going into another week next week, plans ahead of what they need to do. What kind of real frontline advice would you give to them? If you had a kind of one-to-one -one meeting with them, what, what would you be saying to them right now, particularly from, say, a category which wasn't in the grocery space or a space which will be doing well over the next few weeks? You know, I, I think your organization is the epitome of something that should be happening more often or not your organization, but the digital leader network you have. I think you need to talk to your peers and see what's going on in the industry, uh, your competitors even. Like, what are you seeing? What are we getting, you know, how are we going to survive this? Learn from each other a little bit. You know, it's one thing to take advantage of competitors, but at some point, this is kind of a world crisis. And I hope people are going to work together to you know, make their industry stronger or, or whatever, as opposed to take advantage of, of it. I, I don't think anybody's got a crystal ball as to what their customers are doing. I mean, I would try and talk to customers as much as possible, you know, depending on the kind of business you're in. If you're in a small retail business and you sell to a wide group of people, that's really hard to do. If you sell into a vertical market, for example, or a, a niche market, you might be able to talk to some folks and see where their head's at. Look at the impacts on the income to people and are they employed? I mean, if you're selling commodity products, I think we're expecting the U.S., you know, within the next couple of weeks, we could be to 15 percent, 20 percent unemployment. That's a whole lot of people that don't have a job. So, you know, you need to be thinking about how 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 do I serve those people or, or those those folks that are unemployed in this time of need? So I, I'm kind of repeating myself, but I think it's just a matter of putting yourself in your customer's shoes, looking at your product portfolio, uh, looking at your cash flow situation and making decisions on how you want that's to spend that precious cash. Do you want to, do you want to put it into marketing to get a new customer or do you want to add a product that could sell to your existing customers that they might need that you're not currently selling, but that you could get in front of them, you know, via email or social media or, you know, things like that. Dale, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me. What has been a really informative conversation, which I know a lot of people would take great value away from, and I appreciate that. It'd be great to link up again, maybe in a few months to do a follow-up episode. Yeah, happy to, and uh, I, I wish everybody the best and, and uh, in, in these tough times, and I really think people need to work together, and I encourage you all to do that. Brilliant. Thanks, Dale.